pour yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly on it. Oof. I got squirted on. <laughs> hey, Kara. Hey, Alyssa. How are you? <coughs> I'm good. How is that, are you? Is that one potent? Yeah. I just took a sniff of this. Uh, it's a blue raspberry Bud Light seltzer. Blazing blue raspberry. And like the fizz just shot up my nose. Ooh, that's always a fun feeling. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm really good. You know, um, I guess we have stuff in common to talk about. For our weekly recap? Yeah. I know, because we got to spend it together. We did. We went out for like the first time in forever. Yeah, like 18 months, I think. Yes. Um, and like out, out. Like riding a mechanical bull out. I did not partake in that, but I did. I had such a great time. And I have to say, your friends are incredible and they're my friends now. That's fine. I love it when that happens. Mixing <laughs> multiple friend pods and everybody gets along and doesn't click off is my favorite thing. You know, I was I was kind of nervous. I'm always nervous to meet new people, but like I got to your bachelorette party and everybody already knew who I was. And everybody already knew everything about me because of the podcast. They are loyal listeners. So it took so much pressure off of me to have to be like, oh, I'm I'm Lissa. This is about me. Because they already know that. Right. So that was actually super helpful because <laughs> I didn't feel nervous to like, you know, that whole like, tell me about yourself bit, you know. Right. So I just got to be like, oh, like, you know everything about me. Like, tell me about you. Right. <laughs> I can deflect it now. <laughs> but, yeah, it was great. I mean. And you had never been to the winery. No. And it was so fun. It's pretty. Pretty, isn't it? It was gorgeous. I just, I didn't know what to expect. I've been to, like, wineries before. But, like, I don't drink wine. So, for me, the girl, like, the waitress comes up and she was like what do you want to drink? I'm like, what do you have that's not wine? She's like, well, we have two beers. And I'm like, great. Okay, I'll take one of those. But it was really good beer too, so it's fine. Oh, there we go. That's good. Yeah, I really liked it. But the whole atmosphere was great. The food was great. It was just overall great. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. I love wine, so I was not nervous about it being at mm -hmm. a winery. I helped, <laughs> I helped hint that idea. I didn't really do anything for this one. I haven't done anything for both of mine. Um, I just thought at the winery, it was really funny because Anna thought I was going to go to the hospital because I did that little jump. Okay. So let me set the scene for you guys because it was ridiculous. So Kara and I are walking, we're going to go take some photos and there's like this little Creek that maybe like two feet wide, it's really small Creek, but there was like 10 feet over, there was a little bridge. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. Like we're going to walk over this bridge to get over to where our friends are to take these photos. Nope. No, Kara just hops over where I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> I walk across the bridge and I just, I don't even look back because I was scared. I didn't even look <laughs> to see if you made it because I was like, here we go. And I did make it. And then somebody yes. went and asked that nice man to take pictures of us. Scott. Scott. Yes. Yeah. Drunk Scott. Hi, Scott. <laughs> yes. Um, drunk Scott. And I just remember being like, hello, I am drunk. This is a bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. Thanks for taking our pictures. And he was like, hi, I'm Scott, and I'm also intoxicated. And I was like, this is going to work out great. He looked excited to be over there. I will not lie. 
I've no idea. He was walking by himself, just smoking a cigar by the creek that you almost drowned in. I didn't almost drown it was like, or get in the okay, creek. Okay, it was like, a, it's like three inches deep, so she wouldn't have drowned in it, but it was a fiasco. It was not a fiasco. It Everybody was just nervous. It could have been. Just had to give y'all a little flair. My yeah. hat stayed on my head, though. That's good. Didn't even think about that, that the hat could have flown off, mm -hmm. but it didn't. Mm -hmm. That magical hat. There were a couple people before you got there that were walking around the winery looking really upset and we weren't positive why. Like some girl was celebrating her 21st birthday and she just looked angry and distraught. You didn't go over and ask and make a friend because that's what you... I missed it. But oh. I then looked for her from my seat. I did not look very hard, I'll admit. And I was like... Actually, somebody else had said, and it may have been Brittany or Haley, and they were like, don't be upset. We have a Kara. And I was like, I have a hat. <laughs> And it was right after like eight people had said they liked my hat and I was just in a really oh, good mood. Like the hat, right. So it was one of those things where mm -hmm. I could just make it really awkward and at least get somebody to smile. It'd be fine. Okay. Um, and then we went out later on that night and we made friends with old people and no, somebody no, who will hopefully be a no, guest on the podcast. We did not make friends with old people. <laughs> Kara. I had a dare card. She had a dare card that said, get somebody's number. So Kara being Kara picks the oldest geezer in the joint. Absolutely. Because she sees old man's safety. So she, or at least self-defense. So she walks up, take gets this old man's number. So him and his geriatric buddy decided to follow us around. And so then. They stood there staring. So no. So then they walked away, but then came back. And they were sitting there and just like kind of grinning and like looking at me. And I looked at them and I said, no. I said, walk away. I said something like that. And they were just like, ha ha. And I said, no, absolutely not. Leave yeah. us alone. And then they, they walked away luckily. But I was like uncomfortable. I didn't intend for them to make anybody uncomfortable. I'll say that. Because well, I love the elderly. And I was like, this will be funny. They'll tell me a war story. <laughs> It'll be great. We'll be done. We'll move on. <laughs> that is not what happened. I picked in an emotionally damaged no. elderly man it's not your fault that they were circling us that's true but yeah that was not pleasant but then i made a friend in the bathroom kara makes a friend everywhere she goes and then i met her dad <laughs> and they happen to own a sex shop in aruba and she somehow and figured I'm... all this out within three minutes of washing your hands yes and they are the nicest people um hopefully we'll be able to have them on the podcast coming soon and I made an announcement that that is what they do and that if there was any nice young college man outside, they should ask them for advice on to how to find a spot or two. <laughs> and one kid did take me up on my advice because I walked outside multiple times to find our friend and just to make sure that she was okay. And there was an in-depth conversation going on for a good 10 minutes. I love that. Look I'm at you. Proud of him. Helping out the sisterhood. You know, just making <laughs> sure everybody's getting an O or Bumping two. Bumping and jiving and... All safety, all consensual. Et cetera. Exactly. <laughs> all of the things. Just just out here helping everybody along. That's so funny. <laughs> so, Glissa, what is our podcast going to be about today? So, Kara had this idea where we are going to read some Dear Abbies, but then it's actually just going to be Dear Truly Honest. Yes. And we're just going to give our opinions because Abby's opinions can be weak sometimes, I would say. Definitely more held back. Yeah. Like, 
she has to be very um, professional professional in her responses because it's like in the New York Times or whatever. This is not the New York Times, so we can kind of just... We can say what Abby's really thinking. Yeah, we can say what Abby's thinking. Yep. Do you want to read your story first or mine? Um, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. I scrolled up too far. Hold on. We're definitely not going to talk about financial stuff. I can tell you that right now. Okay. So this one's called Friend Prefers Telling Tall Tales Over the Truth, which is a mind or a tongue twister. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So dear Truly Honest, 20 years ago, I reconnected with a childhood friend. When we were in high school together, she used to love telling stories. Not all of them were true, but most were harmless and cast her as the center of an interesting adventure. After graduation, I headed off to college. She started a job and we lost touch for almost 30 years. We now see each other once or twice a year, but text almost daily. She recently sent me a photo of a now closed department store and told me she had worked there right after high school in the pet department. She went on to say that she got the job because she had raised tropical fish and was comfortable caring for the animals. The problem with her story is that it was I who had that job. I worked there throughout my freshman year of college. Thinking maybe she had taken the job after I left, I asked a few questions, but it quickly became obvious that she had snatched my work experience as her own. I couldn't think of any kind way to challenge her, so all I texted was interesting. Now I find myself not believing any of her stories. I don't think she has dementia, but I can't understand why anyone would co-opt someone else's history like this. Should I challenge her at this late date or chalk it up to more of her storytelling? So I love the fact that she just throws in, like, she could possibly have dementia and, like, just not remember that that's my life. Um, like, I mean, if you're going to tell a, a tall tale, don't tell it to the person that you took the story from. True. She's not a very smart storyteller. No. Probably very clever. Probably very enthusiastic. I know some good storytellers, and their stories are hilarious, but they're also true to themselves. Yeah. So... I don't know how to confront her, but I definitely think maybe a call out or two wouldn't hurt. I think saying something like, oh, I worked there too. Like, do you remember when I had that job or something? Or like, hmm, that sounds really familiar. I also raised tropical fish and had that job <laughs> after college right. or after high school in college. Hmm. Or even just like, oh, that's crazy. I worked there too. I didn't see you or something. Right. You know, make it sound like. I don't know. Call them out, but also do it in a clever way to where the fact that it could have never been missed that I worked there at that same exact time that we were never on the same shift together. So <laughs> who's lying and who's doing what? It's just so specific too. like why go through all those details like. Right. I also I know people who have taken stories of somebody else because they think that that story's cooler than anything that they've experienced to then make other friends. And it has ruined a friendship. Right. It's rebuilt now, but it's definitely ruined a friendship or two. And it's sad. Well, I think also, like, once you tell a story that's obviously, like, incorrect, then it just blows your credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, like, then everything you say to that person... They're going to think you're a liar. Well, they are a liar. But, you know, like, it just even if you're being serious, they're going to think you're lying. So, like, you just. It's a cry wolf syndrome thing. Yeah. 
dementia or not. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely a call out would be a good idea. I don't know how to do it, but I think if you're at least going to tell me a story, tell it about Susie Q, who lives three towns over, (laughs) that I don't text every single day. Yeah, I mean, I think if she still wants to be friends, they still want to have that connection, just maybe make a joke about it, see how well it's received, and then just move on. Yeah. But that just sucks, though, if you're that close to somebody and then now you feel like you can't trust them. To text somebody every single day and then to question everything that they've ever said, are you even friends with that person? Right. Are they imitating Sally instead? Like That's like a catfish. Yeah, that's a catfish friendship. That is a catfish friendship. Because she's doing all of these funny stories, creating her own life, sharing them with you. Maybe they shouldn't have been shared with you in general. That's a catfish mm, friendship. That's catfish sad. Friendship. Yep. Mm, well, that sucks, you know, because it sucks to have a friend and then just find out that they're like a big fat liar. Yeah, that is not a fun activity. That's a lot of betrayal and stuff. Right. Because, I mean, I'm sure that she had been sharing private things about herself. Yeah. And you know? who knows if that story, like another one of your own stories, isn't now being told to somebody else to nurture a different friendship also on a lie. Right. Exactly. I mean, if you want to talk about tropical fish and working at the pet store in our local town, fine. But you could be impersonating my marriage. That's also imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. I think that this goes a lot deeper than the surface level. Yeah. This is a lot deeper than tropical fish in a college shop. Right. Hmm. Hopefully, all it is is she just, her life is boring and she wants to be interesting. So she adds a few embellishes and hopefully it's not her like having some type of like identity crisis or a persona yeah yeah Uh, touchy touchy all right next story so this one is called wife livid after husband shares sex life details dear truly honest (laughs) i had several rough years in my marriage we finally hit a good patch and had sex again I told my husband to keep our sex life between ourselves and not discuss it with his family. Well, three days later, my daughter overheard him on the phone with a family member explicitly discussing the intimate details of our encounter. Unfortunately, she was unable to close or to get the door to get to the door to close it. That was hard and heard things that shocked her. Although she's in her 20s, what he was saying about our relationship should not have been heard. She told me what he said. And, but not all of the details, thank goodness. When I confronted my husband, he denied it. I approached him twice more and he pretended it didn't even happen or know what I was talking about. Then he mumbled, don't worry about it. He never admits when he's wrong and thinks he should be able to discuss our sex life openly despite my strong disapproval. Our kids still live at home at 24 and 26. I am disgusted, hurt beyond forgiveness, and strongly contemplated leaving him, should I? old-fashioned wife woof that is that's heavy that's so tough like number one they're obviously in their 50s yep so why is he telling his family members anything that's a big red flag in general to discuss your sex life who are you discussing this with your brother your sister your uncle mom mom dad like okay i understand that some families are really really close i'm pretty close with mine but there is a strict line that we're not talking sex. 
<laughs> well, I, I just, I don't get, especially if she explicitly said, do not talk about this to your family. And then he just does it. Like, he does not respect her. But I would also say, especially after a rough patch, we don't know how long that rough patch was. Right. What if they didn't have sex for 10 years? Right. And then now all of a sudden she feels safe enough to do that. And then he just betrayed her completely. There was definitely a level of trust betrayal because intimacy is a form of trust, yeah. in my opinion. And to be like, oh, she sucked on my big toe. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, don't worry about it. No, I'm going to worry about it. Like, that's so devastating. Yes. I think she should leave him. Do you? Yes. After that many years of marriage, you think that that's the deal breaker? Yes. Because what led up to that? For her to feel the need to have to say that, something else had happened in the past where he had she had been betrayed by him He had because he told his family stuff. Otherwise, she would have never thought to say that. If this wasn't a habit for him. It's definitely he, a habit where he openly discusses their sex life, which she's not comfortable with. Or even with. just like private things that between that should only be between them. He has betrayed her trust in the past. He had to have because otherwise she would have never even said don't tell your family. Yeah, that's true. So how many years have they been married and how many times has he let her down? Also, do the kids know that they have had intimacy problems? Now, granted... From the daughter's perspective, it's disgusting to hear your parents talk about sex. It's gross to see them hug, kiss, butt slap, whatever. <laughs> Blah. Butt slap. No, absolutely not. I used to tell my parents that they had to go on dates for anniversaries and special occasions because I wanted to make sure that they still had romance. But if they ever kissed in front of us, I was like, that's disgusting. You're hilarious. That is gross. My brother still thinks that my mom's a virgin. <laughs> He's like, you were born by the Virgin Mary. Sarah and I were delivered by storks. Mom and dad never had sex. And I'm like, you're adopted. And he's like, they still never had sex. And I'm like, okay. Whatever floats your boat. So I... So I, you're saying not to leave him. I don't think necessarily to leave him. I definitely think counseling. It sounds like they... I bet they've been through it. I would hope so. If not, I, if they have been through counseling and he is still betraying her trust, yeah, that that's a big issue. If it's not, if counseling has not been explored, okay, that I think is be like that. I think would be the next step. I think she, while she's still young and in her fifties, move on, sis. Get out of there. Get on there. Get on silver singles. I mean, seriously, though, you don't want, why waste five more years with this deadbeat who you know you're probably not right with, who is a little shit? True. She did say old fashioned, so she probably shouldn't have married him in the first place. I feel like she's wasted enough of her time with him. Go out, do your own thing, and then find someone who's not going to betray you over and over. I mean, I agree. I think that that's a really good idea. Also. I mean, she has to be at her wits end. She has to be at her breaking point to write in the Dear Truly Honest. You're not wrong. Because the people that write into that, it's basically, I for me, I feel like if I was going to write into something like that, I would have nowhere else to turn. Right. So everybody's it, opinion isn't lining up with like my thought process. You're looking right. for something completely objective. Neutral. Everybody's yep. probably too intertwined and... Mm -hmm. Playing devil's advocate to themselves and the advice in which they're giving. Exactly. So I'm thinking once 
once you cross over that threshold right into Dear Abby, you just, you want somebody to tell you what you want to hear. And I think she wants to hear because she wouldn't have even brought up should I leave him if she wasn't thinking about it. Oh, she's definitely thinking about so, leaving him. I bet everyone else in her life is like, no, just stick it out. And so she wants someone to say, leave him. I think so, because she definitely signed it old-fashioned wife. And I don't think old-fashioned wife means we don't talk about sex. I think old-fashioned wife means I did everything based on tradition. I was with this person for a long time. Instead of, like, breaking up, we got married. Instead of getting a divorce, we had kids. Like, they did all of those signature things that people think fix problems that don't. Yeah. They just they just make the problem worse because they add more stress. old-fashioned thinking... Things should stay between husband and wife, not between husband, wife, and then sister, brother, cousin. Right. Like, that's that ridiculous. That is still so weird to me. It's ridiculous. I feel like if if Big C was trying to tell somebody in his family about our intimacy, I would be, like, disgusted. I don't disagree. There are people that I do know a lot about their intimacy like in their sex lives. And then there are people that I know nothing about their sex lives. And I keep our private for the simple fact that Dan and I have never had that conversation. And if you yeah. don't have that conversation, then you keep it private. Well, and I think it's different between like girlfriends, like, or like, you know, having somebody that you're really close with, a close friend mm-hmm. that knows everything about you talking about those intimate details. But like, I don't know. I feel like it crosses some weird boundary line. I think it got weird when he was giving explicit detail. Because now that I think about it... Okay, so in college, a girl would have sex. And she would call her mom and tell her mom all about the positions. I called my mom and told my mom that that was happening with another person. Because I was like, this is kind of weird to me. And I'm a freshman in college. So you're like telling somebody... You you have (laughs) no idea what's going on. And my mom was like, that's a little extreme. And she goes, honey... I really don't want to know about that part of your life. And I was like, mom, I don't want to tell you. No. But if it makes you feel any better, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> and because I was at the time when we had the conversation. So that was really funny. Um, but also at my bachelorette party at the beach, my best friend did ask Dan, who is better in bed? And then she also asked me and we both said Dan. Well, I think, okay, so... I think making jokes and like asking funny questions, but I really think the line is drawn at positions, the details, going into it explicitly over the phone, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> like, ew, no way. Yeah. It's different between like two friends, like having a drink, discussing their lives, talking about it casually, but to be like dialing up the phone real quick and be like, hey, cousin Steve guess what I did like that's right. so weird yeah because you know he was itching to tell somebody mm-hmm. you know he made that call they nope. didn't call him no and that didn't <laughs> casually come up no you made that phone call with the intent right. of talking exactly. about it he just could not wait to share the details which is disgusting yeah so no details were discussed in our bachelor bachelorette party question we just both answered the question right and that's and I feel like when you're in that scenario, too, it's almost like expected to ask be asked something. Especially like to that. see if they're going to answer. But Dan and I don't really shy away from answering questions. No. So it made sense and it's a funny one. 
but it's not like, oh, can you tell me the exact position in detail that you did three How days long ago? you lasted? <laughs> what was the position? Right. How did it get to that point? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? What music did you put on? Like, that's so... What were they wearing? What were they not wearing? Yeah, no. I definitely... I think if they have not done therapy, therapy is the next step. Because I do think you should fight for your relationship, especially if you've been involved that long. However, if this has been a repeating cycle... Sounds like it is. Gotta go. I feel like he sounds like a straight trash. You were about to say dickhead, but you said trash and trash. He sounds like a trash can and... (laughs) I'm over him. I don't even know his name. I'm going to pretend it's Dick. Dick. That's a good one. <laughs> and he just sucks. So that's fair. Bye. Boy, bye. <laughs> um, not goodbye, but we do owe a special hello. Yeah. So we have a favorite mini listener. Yes. Our best mini listener. So, hey, Harper. Hi, Harper. <laughs> Hope you're having fun. I'm sorry this episode was not as kid friendly, but. We appreciate you being our number one listener. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll probably end up seeing you this weekend after this podcast airs. Oh, I want to see her. I want to meet Harper. I see little photos of you. You'll meet her at the wedding. She's a flower girl. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Should we wrap this one up? I guess so. All right. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at truly underscore honest KL. If you have any dear truly honest and you want our honest opinion, um, let us know. Write to us on Instagram. We will keep you us. anonymous. Yeah, it can be anonymous. I definitely love giving my unsolicited advice. Well, I guess in this situation it would be solicited. It would be solicited. But I love my giving my advice. Clearly, that's why I have a, a podcast. podcast. So... <laughs> All right. Be safe. Be truly honest to yourself and each other. See you next week. Bye. Yay.